This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. A very happy Monday to you. We are in high spirits. It's a great day to be a Husker. It's a great day to be a college football fan as well. My name's Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. You're listening to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket, 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, starter him and text line. As always, we want to hear from you. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. That's the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream. We want to hear from you. We want to like. We want to subscribe. We want to share anything that you can offer on any of the streams. We greatly appreciate it. It is Monday, so unfortunately, Mary Ellen's wah, wah, wah is closed. But it's still, luckily for you, food for the soul. Say, so- luckily for you. It's still food for the soul. Still so, food for the uh, soul. If you don't have lunch plans for later on this week, go ahead and put Mary Ellen to the top of your list. They will not disappoint. Again, 402-464-5685. Sorry, I'm in text line. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Let's hear from you guys because, Strick, uh, great news all around. Nebraska a lot of news, period. A lot. Nebraska basketball wins. Nebraska women defeat Maryland for the first Blow time out. in program history. Uh, now have votes to be ranked again. And on top of that, my Horn Frogs are in the playoff despite losing. So uh, I think that deserves a boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka all the way and around. And I think we should talk about that at some point. We will. We will. That in itself is is an interesting thing for me. And you know Alabama fans are seething right now. Oh they thought gosh. they were going to, you oh, know. I mean, they, they were probably fist pumping the minute yep, that it, We did it. But, well, you see, Nick Saban, of course, went on air and, and had his whole spiel about making the playoff. And it, nothing warms my heart more than to see Nick Saban upset. So, oh, yeah. uh, that was great to see. Uh, Eric says, if Nate is ever the smartest person in any given place, Lord help us all. <laughs> well, for what it's worth, I was the smartest person in the room on Friday because I said I had a weird feeling about Kansas State. Uh, TCU did push him to overtime, and they still made the playoffs. So, We'll get into all of that later on the show. Brian Munson's going to join us. Talk a lot about transfer portal recruiting. It's so there's, many in the portal. So oh my god! Talk about Brian Munson. will break it all down. Oof. Cluster Johnson also going to join us. Maybe we yeah, can get a little uh, wink, wink. Learn a little bit more we'll about see. what's going we'll see what's on. What's out there? there. Because Keegan we'll Johnson. Yeah, jumped in there. yeah. We'll see what's out there. We'll talk about TC making the playoff. All that great stuff again. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. We want to hear from you guys. Strick. Let's talk about it. Uh, Nebraska. Despite all odds, they will defeat Creighton and not only defeat them pretty handsomely. I mean, in that second half, really pulled away, ended up winning 63 to 53. Creighton didn't shoot great from the three point line, 10 for 40, 25 percent. Neither did Nebraska. But I I think the storyline here is you talk about the rebounding battle. We talk about last year, how a lot of the times they would lose it. Uh, Nebraska, 42 rebounds to Creighton's 37. And not only were, were they rebounding the ball, I would say, Strick, I mean, there were some times I mean, they were physical 
in yeah. like in the paint rebounds. I mean, they, these weren't just ones ricocheting far mm. off the glass. I mean, they were go get it, it. Was it was bully ball down there? Go get it. Sometimes for Derek Walker, and he uh, ends up as the high point scorer with twenty two. Uh, Greasel has a double double, close to a triple double. If you include assists, just overall a solid game for Nebraska. Strict. So uh, break it down for me. What, what's the what's the good, and then what are some of the things we need to improve on? Some of the things that we've talked about here on the block is one of the things we wanted to see was progression. Yes, growth. Their learning curve continuing to get better. And in, in, in throughout all of the games as they progress up and as they got into tougher and tougher competition. Um, we talked about how these earlier games were going to be kind of like uh, benchmarkers right. for for them in their growth in preparation. And there was going to be a learning 10. curve. We, Lots we, of we new guys. That. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I liked about it and that I see because I don't just watch the game. I actually look at the the minute little details, right. little integrate these little small minute the things like the, that only you can really see as a on, former right? NBA player, right? Right. So some of that would be like this: um, them putting bodies on people and actually seeking out to find a body. That was a progressive thing because I had seen games not only last year but earlier in the season where there was some watching and guys weak side would end up securing offensive rebounds against them, right? I saw that. The domination in the paint is something that they would have needed in this game yes. because this team scores a lot of different points, almost 80, I think it was like almost 83 a game. So they needed to not only – be poised, slow it down, take care of the ball, only 10 turnovers. Like, again, a lot of three of those or so were just unforced turnovers. They got to limit those. They got to eliminate those right. unforced turnovers. So 10's a good number that but you But like 10's a great see. number yeah. for them, right? And then the other thing that they've got to, they've got to, to do better on, because it's not always going to work out this way, is the free throws. Mm. They can't continue mm. to shoot under 60 under 65% from the free throw line because these games are going to get tougher and it's going to come down to the end and they've got to make the free throws. But other than that, great showing. And I think the one that doesn't show up, because you talk about Greasel and you talk about Walker, but one of the things that don't show up is Juwan Gary. Yes. You know, and they found something with him. And what I love about his progression is he's not just standing there. He's understanding the game plan too. They're, they're turning their backs. They're looking for that weak side action. And Gary's cutting. And he's slicing. And he's dicing. And he's banging on people's heads. And I love that because that's where a good strength for him is. It keeps him around the bucket. It gives him an opportunity for offensive rebounds. And that's where a strong uh, part of his game is. And he can be effective there. And, and it's interesting, Strick, you talk about points in the paint and the physicality and all that. Uh, a crazy stat – Nebraska, 46 points in the paint. Creighton, only 16. And and what's so crazy about that to me is that Creighton is the bigger team. I mean, straight up, Creighton is the bigger team. They certainly weren't the most physical. And, and Kalkbrenner is one of the best shot block guys, right. rim protectors right. in the country. Right. And I just – I look at a game like this, and I have one concern um, – 
I'm not sure if it's sustainable to hold a team to 25% from the three-point line. Don't get me wrong. There were a lot of times that Nebraska was contesting the three-point shot, getting up in their face, getting up in their grill. There were also some shots for Creighton that they should have hit. That's probably my biggest concern. I don't know if it's sustainable to shoot 25% from three. On the flip side of that, that physicality, if Nebraska's going to play that physical, they're going to have success in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Simply put, if you're scoring 46 points in the paint and you're playing a physical brand of basketball, because that's the thing, too, is even when Nebraska's shots weren't going down, like you said, Strick, they were putting bodies on people. They were hustling for loose balls. Those kind of things are what we didn't see last year. Exactly. And those kind of things are what turn a five-point loss into a five-point win. Fact. So I, I think there's there's two sides, two sides of it, but I think that there's good to build off of. I just I worry about a team shooting that poorly moving forward. No, I mean, but that's the thing, and that's okay, right? Um, be because if you're able to win that way, that shows that you're able to grind it out, mm-hmm. which they did, and, and which th- they did. Th- that's an important Absolutely. piece to have as a team is to be able to grind out games. And that's what it comes down to when people say it's a, a W is a W. It win ugly. It doesn't matter how exactly. good you win or how good you shoot. If you win, it doesn't matter if you win ugly or win pretty. Win. And that's what it looked like. That, that was the ultimate goal for them. And when it comes down in the late parts of the game, when Creighton ratcheted up, yes, they had a turnover that C.J. Wilcher had that was a bad, you know, bad. turnover. On, they went know, on a little bit of run of when Shireman hit that three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you saw, you saw, you, you began to work. But I was sitting there and I didn't um, get worried like I have in the past. Like I'm, I'm worried because I was watching their body language. And they were poised, like they were. They knew they had you. Kudos to Fred Hoiberg, Coach Hoiberg, and the crew because they had them prepared, and nothing looked hard for them, difficult for them. They got what they wanted. They, they, they. I loved how Greasel is learning to. He get the like guys. A basketball yes, player. I mean he showed. He up. got them into the places that they wanted to be, where they were taking advantage of it, uh, of 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 mismatch situations, or him getting into the post. He was waiting on Derek. He was telling Derek, "See, this is some point guard type stuff that I I, I didn't know if Greasel could get there." But I'm watching him, and, and he's like, "Wait, Derek, wait." He's telling him to wait. He's backing him down. And I'm yelling from the bench, and I'm not coaching, but I'm yelling. I'm like, turn, turn the corner, because he was he was in a place where he right. was putting them at right. an absolute disadvantage by getting them that low into that that about you know fourteen foot range. And he did it a few times. Yes, yeah. and he turns the corner. He 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 paused. He hesitated. Oh, they're not coming. Strong to the right hand finish, and that's that's good point guard play. Seven assists to only two turnovers when he's been averaging four. So that's that's another tremendous uh, stat for him as well. Another thing, too. Oh, almost a triple-double. Almost a triple-double. Another thing, too, I look at this second half. They shot 51% from the field. So they're getting last year they or last looks. Last week they did that, too. 61 to 65. They've been increasing. Go ahead. Good looks. Because yeah. that's the thing, too, and I hate bringing up um, – Last season, because I think it's a completely different team. Even on the on the floor, they look like a different team yeah. playing together. But 
there were a lot of times we saw some bad shots. Like yeah. there there were some late in the game, let's panic, maybe a bad shot or two. Under every single run that Creighton had, they were still highly efficient looks. Yeah. And they were taking it into the paint and they were getting those high those those efficient looks. And that was definitely uh good to see. Strick, before we go to break, I want to ask you this. Um what do you think of the ceiling of this team? Does this change your opinion at all, or do you still want to see kind of against Indiana, against Purdue? Because now, for what it's worth, Indiana got smoked by Rutgers. Indiana is beatable. Now, Purdue still looks like one of the best teams in the country. Uh, they will come to Lincoln and play at PBA next Saturday, or I guess technically this Saturday. Does this change your look on the season at all, or do we still maybe need to pump the brakes a little bit? So, for me um... – I saw what I needed to see earlier in the season, and for me, I just wanted to see progression right. going forward from there. I knew this game, and we talked about it, this game was very reminiscent of the NC State game last year. In the same point, the same time, and from that point, that loss just sent them on a downhill Bad. road. I think that quality of a win can send them on a potential upward Right. trajectory and so um the thing that they did against Creighton is is what I what I loved is that they understood that this team is going to run opportunities you've got to take care of the ball or they're going to turn it into easy points and opportunities that's what they want to do that's how they want to beat you and you've got to be disciplined and they were disciplined in every way on every aspect of the defensive and the offensive side now the last thing I think that this is going to help this team. I said if they can win one, maybe two, maybe two, right. this this you is going to one put them out of on. the next three, just one. Yeah, and I think I think they're going to understand what it means to to put on that type of effort. I think they're going to understand what it means to take care of business when you either hit the road, especially when you're at home. And I think they're going to learn from that, and they're going to like the feeling. Whenever you have that type of feeling after getting that type of monkey off your back, right. it's like you can blow it out, right. woosah, and, and go on for the next goals. And another thing, too, you, you got to think about the fan base and all this. I know you can speak on this, Drake. I mean, when the Devaney was popping, I mean, that – you are You were taking your game to the next level, and I, I just look forward to this Purdue game and, and how this season shaped out. There's optimism. There's hope. I mean, in this team – and I'm not going to say tournament team or anything like that. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. No. But this team this team is no joke. They're better. They're this better. This team is no joke, and they're not going to get pushed around anymore. No. They're not. I no. mean, this team can compete with the best of them. We saw it on Sunday. We're going to talk about this a little bit more later on in the show. But we got to get on Brian Munson. A lot's happening in the transfer portal. Recruiting. Matt Rule is starting to starting to travel a little bit. So let's get an update on all of that. Brian Munson joins us next. Stay with us on the block. 937 Ticket. 